Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Newsmakers Week with Bickley and Murata Mornings. Yeah, we're in Newsmakers Week, day two, nine o'clock hour kicks off. Phoenix Mercury, our subject, and talking to the new Phoenix Mercury general general manager, Nick Uran, who joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Nick, good morning. Nick. Uh, I'm Vince. My partner's Dan. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, and I should say, welcome home. Uh, yeah. Getting this opportunity uh, to, to come back where you grew up in Arizona. I mean, how much how much of that was a factor uh, for you in, in taking this new opportunity? Yeah, absolutely. You nailed it. Um, there were a ton of, ton of factors. This job checked a ton of boxes for me, both personally and professionally, and, and none, none less than me being able to come home. Uh, you know, I was born and raised here. I started my career with the organization, started my career with the Sons and Mercury. And so to come back to a city that I love and feel at home at and an organization that I care very deeply about, it was, uh, it was a no-brainer. The big difference now in your homecoming is uh, you've got a billionaire owner who wants to win every <laughs> basketball game and is willing to spend to make that happen. Your viewpoint of the Matt Ishbia experience as it applies to the Mercury. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, another huge factor in why I took the job. Uh, Matt, his leadership, Josh Bartlestein, I mean, they really sold me on their vision and their willingness to spend and give us every single possible resource we could we could want or need. And so, um, believe me, that was a huge factor. Matt's been great. Um, you're right. He wants to win every game. He wants to win last night's game, even if we didn't win it. So he's... Uh, He's all in. He wants to win every game. But, it, you know, the difference between him and most other owners who want to win every game is that he's willing to put his money where his mouth is. And I think that'll make a difference across our entire organization, um, but especially on the W side where that just hasn't always been the case across the league. And I think we're starting to see it already. It's already gotten us a few few players and, and words starting to spread about how we want to do things and, and how Matt's willing to conduct himself. Yeah, definitely want to take a look at the team and what you guys have cooking, but I do want to ask one more question about your background. You talk about winning a lot. You come from an organization in, in Golden State that won a lot and you are part of their championship lore. With you know, I read a lot about Game 4 of the 2015 Finals Nick, and, and the role that you played in that. That being said, new opportunity and excitement, yes, but how hard is it to leave a, a culture organization like Golden State? Yeah, I wouldn't have left it for, for many opportunities, that's for sure. Um, I loved it there. It was, uh, it, I, I spent, you know, nine amazing years there with incredible people, incredible experiences. Um, I just felt fortunate to sort of be riding the caboose and, and be along for the ride. Um, biggest thing I took away from being there was just the quality of people. Um, you know, we had a ton of talent, which, which was amazing and awesome, but, um, it was the quality of people from Bob Myers to Steve Kerr to Steph Curry to Rick Welts. I mean, I could go on and on. Mm -hmm. And so one, one of the major things I learned was just the importance of, you know, having quality people under one roof. Um, it wasn't easy to leave, but it was, uh, like I said, Matt and Josh really sold me on what we could do here. And I'm so, so excited. So so thankful for what you know I was able to be a part of there, um, but really, really excited for what's to come. And, 
Yeah, and with your homecoming, you, you you know the lineage, you know how good the Mercury's been in the past, and now coming back, Diana Taurasi's still here, coming back still for here. T- still here to a 21st season. I think, I think she'll be here past when I'm here. I think, <laughs> I think she's just going to be here. It's, it's, right. We need to stop questioning it and just realize that, you know, she'll probably outlast me here. Yeah, she's just eternal. She's just going to be hooping forever. That's the way it should yep. be. How, how, how are you, uh, how do you build the team around a legend, obviously, uh, um, her, her legacy and her resume speaks for itself. What do you want this basketball team to look around, Diana? Yeah, it, that was kind of one of the tightropes I've been trying to walk is like we need to give Diana the best team we can to celebrate her talent, to celebrate her accomplishments. Uh, a competitor like her and someone who's accomplished so much, like whenever she decides to hang it up, uh, she deserves to go out with a really enjoyable year and a really competitive team. And so we want to support her and, and, and celebrate her and put the best team around her that we can while also building for the future and uh, while also putting pieces in place that can this thing can be sustainable whenever she's done. Um, so we're trying to balance those two things. Hopefully we've made a dent in that plan uh, with this offseason, but that's certainly the goal is to give her a really exciting team to play with uh, that complements her and then one that we can also be excited about for the coming two, four, six years. Phoenix Mercury General Manager Nick Uren, our guest here on uh, during Newsmakers Week. One of your early tasks as GM was to conduct a coaching search. Uh, it was an exhaustive search by all accounts. You end up with Nate Tibbetts, a, a very qualified coach with an NBA background, but you're aware of it, Nick. There was a lot of reaction to that hire. Um, you know, you know, with the lack of WNBA experience for Nate Tibbetts, were you, were you surprised at uh, at the amount of reaction you got to that uh, particular hire? And what was it about Nate Tibbetts that convinced you that he is the guy for this job? Yeah, I don't know. Surprised is probably the wrong word. I mean, one of the things you know, I wouldn't have joined the WNBA if I didn't believe in and stand with what it stood for, what its players stand for, what its fans stand for. So I align with absolutely everything that, um, you know, everybody said around that search. Um, And as I said in my press conference, like this is an opportunity for us to really show that we're going to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. So like we went out and got the best coach we could get. We are thrilled with Nate as a coach. He's an excellent tactician, excellent basketball coach, an even better human being. Um, We've got a great vibe in the gym right now. He's down there working with players every single morning. He's in the weight room lifting with them. Like they're loving it and they are getting the attention they deserve. And then as it relates to some of the uh, voices or criticism, like I said this in my press conference, but I align with everything that the W stands for. And now we have an opportunity to show, you know, top to bottom in our organization that we're about giving opportunities to people of all different backgrounds and creating not only opportunities within our organization, but opportunities for people to grow and then hopefully move on in this league. So um, we're really excited about Nate, and uh, I think the fans will grow to really be appreciative of what he brings to our team. You know, and and a lot of fans are kind of bummed out, so close possibly to being able to draft Caitlin Clark, but there's no doubt she's going to bring uh, a lot of excitement and a lot of eyeballs to the WNBA. In fact, the state of women's basketball is is more healthy than it is ever ever been speak to her and what she's brought to the game and just how the sport has grown in incredibility and legitimacy and entertainment value over the past 10 years it's so exciting it's it's i keep referencing reasons i took the job and you're kind of 
checking them, you know, off the list as this conversation goes by. But um, the chance to be a part of women's sports right now, like it's just exploding. And who knows where it's going to be like 10 years from now. And so the chance to sort of get on this roller coaster ride and, and be a part of its ascension um, is really, really exciting to me. I think the game is in uh, amazing hands in terms of where this thing can go. I've been at a ton of college practices since taking the job and like, all the way down to freshmen on some of these college campuses. Like, the talent is awesome. And so, like, we should be really, really excited about all being sports, women's sports fans and, and fans of college, women's college basketball, fans of the WNBA. I think it's only going to get better and better. And, yeah, I mean, Caitlin is, is extraordinary. Like, I have personally seen that effect with Steph Curry where fans are showing up an hour before the game for warm-ups and packing the house to see what spectacular thing he'll do next. And she reminds me so much of that. Um, she's for sure her own person. I'm not comparing her to Steph, um, but I think her impact can be similar, if not greater. She's just, uh, she's awesome and she'll be awesome for the game, whether she's on your team or not. She's just going to be awesome for the game of basketball. Nick, thanks so much for the time. Great to yeah. get a chance to talk no to you. Uh, and again, welcome back to, to Arizona. Looking forward to seeing what the Mercury can put together this year. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, Nick. Nick Uren, uh, General Manager of the uh, Phoenix Mercury, joining us as part of Newsmakers Week, which rolls on. We go from the hardwood to the golf course. George Simpson, WM Phoenix Open 2024 Chairman. Joins Let's us freaking ahead. party! Let's freaking party is right. Strictly <laughs> Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Newsmakers Week with Bickley and Murata Mornings. In the immortal words of Dan Bickley via Tori Lovello, let's freaking party. Yeah, let's freaking let's party, right? Let's uh, we do continue it. Newsmakers Week here on this Wednesday. Uh, we turn our focus to golf. WM Phoenix Open 2024 Chairman George Thimpson is our guest in studio. George, good to, good to see you in person. We've had you on the phone a lot lately. How, how are you? Uh, doing great. Great Thanks to for coming see you guys. In. Yeah. Uh, we were joking off the air, and 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 Bick said, uh, "How's the calm? Calm after uh, the storm? After the yeah. storm?" Mm-hmm. And your response was, no calm. "What calm? Yeah, there is no calm." Hey, the weather got great though. Oh, it did, how about it, it did. right? Thanks a lot for oh. that, Mother Nature. Right? Yeah. Uh, what is you know with your duties as chairman now in the rear view? Uh, what 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 is what's next for you? What's next for the tournament? And we'll get into the specifics with with the changes that are you know being being teased. But you know, for you personally, what's this like now? You know, I think next step is is right now. It's figuring out and identifying. You know, how can we be even better than the year before? Mm-hmm. And that, nothing's changed there, right? Every single year, you know, we're in our 89th year, coming up on our 90th year. Every single year, we try to improve our tournament and try to make it a better fan experience. Uh, and that is our target and our goal, and to continue to grow the community and drive awareness around Phoenix and Scottsdale. Um, so that's really it. It's working with our leadership team to continue to, to build upon this great event. Now, we talked about this already, you and I. We've talked about it privately. We've talked about it on this radio show. I, I really do believe that there was an imperfect or perfect storm that kind of hit the tournament and made things exceedingly difficult. The weather made things exceedingly difficult on golfers who probably had less tolerance for some of the stuff they heard, and we all saw what happened. I also believe there's a lot of grandstanding from people who weren't there and are using it to bash the tournament. How do you guys thread this needle? How do you make changes? Or as some people say, how do you save the tournament without killing the tournament? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, 
you know, I think we we focus on the positive. I think when you l- roll forward on, on this tournament, it's a special tournament. It's a community event that drives a lot of dollars back to charities. It's a volunteer organization that, that we're really proud of what we built on the shoulders of a lot of people ahead of us. And I think what we, we, we try to focus on now is the roll forward. How do we continue to improve the tournament? How do we focus on the great fans that were there? And by the way, the amazing golf. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick Taylor with Charlie. Mm-hmm. You know, with the with Hoffman in the in the playoff. You know, you had Sahit Sagal, you had JT. You had you know these big names that were competing all week long, all the way to the, till the end, including Scotty Scheffler, number mm-hmm. one player in the world. You know, there was great golf going on, and I think we focus on the strengths going forward, and and how do we continue to build upon this? Now, do we know that our beautiful, huge, one hundred ninety acre stage? became a much smaller stage on yeah. Saturday. And oh, do yeah. we, did we identify that there's going to be some opportunities there where, yeah, you can't predict the weather and you, you can't control that, but you control your attitude. And then how do we go forward from there? That's that's going to be the key focus going forward for our player experience. You know, you guys know we've engaged with them uh, yes. you know, the week afterwards. Mm-hmm. They had great feedback that we're going to take in. And, and it's all it's all achievable things for us to continue to improve our tournament. And George Simpson, WM Phoenix Open 2024 chairman, our guest in studio for Newsmakers Week. You, you kind of hit where I was going in terms of the feedback, the headline line was, hey, Saturday didn't go our way. Refunds to a lot of the people that couldn't get in. What what kind of feedback did you get from from people affected by that? You know, we we have our you know checks and balances process. Uh, we had to take a couple days to kind of digest what had happened. Right, we hadn't had mm-hmm. bad weather since 2011. Well, you know, the frozen open. Uh, we're not built for for the rain. So again, key learnings for us to be responsive and be you know prepared for that going forward. The response has been solid. It's been hey, you know, there was some issues and I wasn't able to get into the gate and we want to do right by our fans. It's because it is the people's open, uh, and that's what we've been doing. We've been, uh, you know, our team at our, you know, Thunderbird office has been grinding on a lot of emails and trying to figure out, you know, who truly wasn't able to get yeah, in and who's yeah, just kind true. of playing the yeah. playing the card of let's email these guys. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> they're doing sure a great, there's some of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're doing a great job, and uh, we're 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 chipping Good. away. All right, um, I I I brought this up before, but I continue to see this surface online reports, false reports, at least as far as I've been told, in terms of you guys pricing these ticket prices to exorbitant levels to make it exclusive. Do you want to rebut that? Do you want to comment on these reports that keep popping up? Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. This is all true. Ten million dollar tickets. You know, it's going to be impossible <laughs> to get in. Uh, you know, we're going to just continue. You're just going to swing the pendulum the other way. Uh, no, you know, completely false. You know, one thing that we do need to assess, and this is part of taking that that time to diagnose and do the postmortem of the event and evaluate it, um, is just taking a look at that. We have not changed because we're the people's open. We have not changed our GA price. It's been seventy five dollars for over a decade. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we we've, we've kept at that price. And but now, you know, the demand is is high you know, mm-hmm. and we do need to make some, you know, corrections potentially. But you know, for for us to comment on that pricing, everything you've heard so far is false. I've seen upwards of two thousand dollars for a GA ticket. Uh, I can promise you that that's not going to happen. We mm-hmm. are we are still the people's open, and we are going to, you know, again make the corrections that we need to. Um, but we're not looking to change the DNA of this this tournament completely. Yeah, and the other thing too is at a time when the PGA Tour is struggling with television ratings for obvious reasons, our tournament is not. And our tournament looks incredible on television. And and so with that as an entity, I'm curious what you think about that, because I would think that the PGA Tour, why they might share some of these concerns that some people have, that they're looking at your property as a pretty valuable property, given the tone of what's going on on tour these days. Yeah, Dan, I love that you say it's our tournament. Because yeah. it is. It's it our is. tournament. Yeah. I love that you guys wrap your arms around this thing because we are the people's open. It's about this community. And, you know, when you took look at the ratings, even though it is 
in Arizona, you know, this has started here to, to promote the Valley of the Sun. It's become an international deal, right? And mm-hmm. we looked at some of the ratings and not to compare to other PGA events, um, but to compare to just other sporting events on Super Bowl Sunday, we had some very competitive ratings. We were the number, you know, three, three most watched sporting events on Super yeah. Bowl Sunday. Yeah. And obviously, you know, what number one was. And so we were right up there and, and uh, you know, it's a testament to, again, it's just decades of building this thing that if people can't be here and a mm-hmm. lot of people wanted to be here, rain or shine, they're going to watch it on TV. And so we're, we're super proud of that. And again, yeah. thank you for calling it our, our open because it is. We are the people's open. Indeed. Yeah. When Vic mentioned it looks great on TV, I hearken back to the story he tells about him being a kid in Chicago and watching the Rose Bowl and just dreams of a better place. How many people back east are watching what's happening in, in Scottsdale, Arizona for four days on a golf course? It is, it is a draw. Yeah. I feel like... Uh, I feel like it was everyone from back east. Yeah, 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 right. met, a, yeah. met a lot of people from the east coast. Met a lot of people who traveled in internationally. Met a lot of people from Canada. You know, trying to get out of the cold as well. And met you know, big group from uh, Vancouver. And so it has become an international event. Well, listen, sixteen. It, like I said, it it looks just amazing now. The continued improvements and the television screens and it just it just pops. The white sand and the bunkers. It, but the issue it seems to me is just all the energy and all the people gravitate and congregate around 15 through 18, as they should. It's a great closing stretch of golf. And this is not a new issue. How do you spread people out on the course? Is there any solutions to, to maybe less to lessening the density, or is that just impossible with how popular 16 has become? You know, we've got our, our new... Um tournament chairman stepping in uh, for 2025, Matt Mooney, who is a golfer himself, went to Mississippi State, and he's got some amazing ideas. I do not want to steal his thunder. But again, as we do this operational analysis and audit, as we look at the tournament, that's part of it, is how Mm how do we get more bodies across the 190 acres that we have? Beautiful it's a yeah. beautiful stadium golf course. There's enough grass. There's enough places for people to sit all across. But because we built that final four holes and because there's so much activity and action there that can change the scope of the entire tournament, that's where people want to be. Yeah. But we can create that excitement on the other end, too. I mean, we tee off on you know 10, we tee off on one. So there's going to be some excitement on that other end. And he's going to have some great ideas to share with you guys later in the yeah, year. Yeah, can't wait to hear those. George, thanks so much Thank for you, coming George. in. Congratulations on your, on your term as chairman. We appreciate all the time you've given us over these past few weeks. Appreciate the support from you guys, too. Thank you so much. Thank you. George Thompson, WM Phoenix. Open Chairman 2024 joining us for Newsmakers Week, which rolls on. We'll talk to Bobby Dooley, team president of the champion Phoenix Rising FC. Next, Pickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Newsmakers Week with Bickley and Murata Mornings. It's been a busy Wednesday here during Newsmakers Week. Thanks to all of our guests, our final guest of the day, Team President, Phoenix Rising FC. Bobby Dooley joins us in studio. You're the first uh, reigning champion we've had in How today, about Bobby. that, Con- right? Congratulations. Yeah, how about that? Thanks, last, last time we talked to you, you, you couldn't make that dis- uh, this distinction yet, but uh, how does it feel? Uh, it feels great. It was uh, it was one heck of a run. You know, uh. four games, dramatic games, all on the road, and and the in the fashion that we did that, and, and to culminate it with a, a penalty shootout where we went down 2-0, and everyone thought the it was over. I thought it was over. You know, there were yeah. some tears in the crowd. My son was standing next to me, and he was crying and was all nervous, and then... Uh, 
uh, the players were just so calm. They stayed together, and that belief that that group had um, during that entire run when we went down, when we gave up late goals, when we had to come back, when we had to fight, there was just a belief and a, and a confidence through the entire entire team. Mm-hmm. And uh, they came through and got us our first star on top of that crest. How about that? We are a marketplace that loves winners. You probably knew that, Bobby. How do you think, uh, what what kind of momentum, what kind of tailwind is that going to give you guys? Oh, it's it's uh, it's fantastic. Obviously, the target's on our back yes. um, as we start here in a couple of weeks. And it has been like that for, for over the years. We've, we've been uh, pretty consistent where we've we've won a lot. You know, we, we really take care of our players out here in this market. We have fantastic fans, the best in the league. So players want to be here and they want to show out when they, they come up against us. So I think this year we, we want to, you know, have a little bit more consistency. You know, our, our playoff run last year was on the road. Um, right. So right. we, we want to make sure we, uh, we're able to do that in front of our fans this year. Bobby Dooley, the team president of Phoenix Rising FC, our guest in studio for a Newsmakers Week. One of the bittersweet parts of being a champion is, yeah, you're on top, but uh, your personnel is coveted by others. And Juan Guerra, who, who uh, managed the team to the title, he departs for MLS uh, in Houston. Danny Stone is the is the new manager of Phoenix Rising FC. Tell us more about him. Uh, he's uh, the consummate professional. I mean, he's been with the organization. He's worked in our youth club. He's worked as an assistant coach for us. He, he knows the culture. He knows the standard. He knows the expectations. Um, he's an unbelievable person, first and foremost. And that's what we look for at Phoenix Rising, both on the field, in the front office, and of course, you know, leading the boys on the field as, as our head coach. So uh, I love Danny. He, uh, he's been with us, you know, through some good moments and obviously um, some challenging moments He's ready for this opportunity. He um, has has coached in MLS. He's coached across the country. He's been around a lot of great coaches, including Juan. And, you know, we're excited. I think you're going to see some different things with the team this year. Um, he's going to put his touches and, and continue to build. And we have the utmost confidence that he's going to continue to to elevate the standard and take us to unprecedented heights. So I'm guessing the merch is going to be kind of in demand uh, being champions. And you were kind enough to bring Vidi and I some <laughs> kits, right? That's yeah, very cool. Uh, right. And, and you guys also have some theme games coming up this year. That Do you want to touch on that? Some yeah, scheduling no, we're, highlights? We're, we're really excited. I mean, last year at this time, we didn't have our, our, our stadium done. There was, there was a lot of changes last yes. year. You know, we relocated to, to Central Phoenix. We brought in 22 new players, new staff. So there was a lot of changes and it was really fantastic to end the way that we did. But it's been a little calmer this offseason. We, we could plan a little bit more and, and we're excited what we have in store. You know, you mentioned the theme nights, some of the merchandise lines. We're going to roll out a championship line. We're unveiling our jerseys next Thursday night. Oh, cool. And I, I know that's something our fans get really excited about and and that star, that jersey's going to look a little different this year because our crest again what we play for in soccer is that star on top of the crest so it's i fantastic. think i think our fans will be excited and then of course throughout the year we have we have different uh theme nights and different promotions going on you know from first responders to hispanic heritage to pride night um you know and, and doing some th- unique things for for winning the title as well so a lot of things that uh you know some of which we've announced some of which we haven't and and i think you know to continue to build on and off the field off of the success of last year is, is something I'm most excited about. Your fan base, um, I, I mean this as a compliment, rabid. It's a rabid fan base. But when you win something, you, you win the ultimate goal. What kind of changes have you seen in just people wanting to join the fan base in terms of, you know, the response of winning that championship. Yeah, we're still a relatively young organization, right? Mm-hmm. Going into our eighth season. And and yeah, I, I mentioned we've had some success. We've won some trophies and obviously the ultimate trophy last year. Uh, but it's about connecting with our fans. So we still have a lot of room to grow in my mind. And, and the fans that we have are, are so loyal and so supportive of, of us. And they hold us accountable. I mean, their passion is what, what you know, keeps us going each and every day. And, and, and we want to deliver for them. 
We want to deliver for our partners. And, and so, um, you know, the, the amount of people that reached out and, and are, are looking to buy tickets or the, the corporate support that we're, we're starting to receive and some partnerships we're going to be announcing here in the near future. Um, the momentum is real. Um, yeah. Winning helps, as you mentioned. Right. That's that's really important. That's something that we've been committed to since day one. So we're going to continue to try to, to raise the bar and and introduce the sport to more and more people. We know soccer is growing across the mm-hmm. across the world. There's some big tournaments coming. Copa America is coming to Phoenix even uh, this summer with some games. World Cup the following Ooh. year. So so I think, again, like I've said before to you guys, uh, we have the right sport. We have a fantastic market that continues to grow at the grassroots level. And, and it's our job to continue to put a winner on the field and, and, and be an organization that our community stand, is proud to stand behind. Yeah, and it's, it's been a remarkable journey for the Rising so far in their evolution. And that's kind of where I was going to ask you. So if you want to elaborate, what is it, wh- where is what is this organization going to become and where is it going? What does the big picture look like for the Rising? I knew that question was going to come from you. And, and uh, <laughs> for us, we just want to continue to push. I, I, I couldn't tell you what the future holds, but I can tell you that that the ownership group, the, the front office, uh, the, the players that we bring in here want to continue to push this to new heights. We want to we want to outgrow the, the current setup we have right now. We have 10,000 seats and we want to pack that each and every night. And and we want our fans to to tell their friends, tell their family to come on out, because I promise you, once you come out to a Phoenix Rising game, you're going to want to come back. And, and so for us, it's continue to try to be the gold standard on the field, off the field. And where soccer continues to grow and evolve, we want to try to be at the forefront of it and, and keep pushing the limit. So that that hopefully means bigger stadiums, higher, higher levels, bigger competitions, and, and ultimately more trophies is what we're trying to do as an organization. Bobby Dooley, team president, Phoenix Rising FC, our guest here in uh, the Action Community Studios. Uh, preseason's already here. Uh, you got your home opener coming up on, on March 9th. In terms of defending this title now, the guys on the pitch, what, what does the team look like? What have you seen so far in the look preseason at that. matches? Look at you, how effortlessly and seamlessly you said I the watched, guys on the come pitch. Come on, yeah, I watched Ted Lasso. Yeah, see, yeah no, you guys, uh, you got the terminology down. <laughs> I know when you get when you get uh, and I'll, I'll I'll get crap for this too. when you get soccer terminology wrong football terminology oh, wrong oh, you'll, you'll hear, hear about, about it. it oh you'll, you'll hear, hear about it, it. So. you'll hear about it but no our, our team we, we brought back fourteen players um, from last year so um, and we brought in eight new players you know pieces around that and I think the one thing that every player knows whether they've been here before or, or they're new to the organization before we recruit them it's going to be a competition mm-hmm. it's not what you've done it's what you're going to do for us and and you have to compete each and every day and that environment I think allows us. To, to really continue to challenge for trophies year in and year out. So first and foremost, good character guys that we brought in, the guys we got back here. Um, we saw the character, the resolve that they had, the fight you know that they, they put in last year. And I think they're willing to compete. We need to show a little bit more consistency this year. Um, you know, We went in as the sixth seed into the playoffs. And as you guys know, once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Um, so showing consistency time and time again and, and, uh, and also making our home field advantage. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think we need to do a better job of protecting our home field. And, and winning more games at home and, and making sure we get three points um, each and every time we go out. And, and for that, you know, our, our players need to step up. They didn't know people are going to come into our environment and, and, and give us their best shot. But but our fan support is what should help us put us over the top. You know, you couple the weather with, with our fan support and the talent we have on the field. Um, the expectation is that we're delivering three points every night at home. Yeah, that's uh, that's the next goal. Defend it, but uh, be able to celebrate with your fans and win it on, on, on your home stadium. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it was fantastic. We had, yeah. you know, three, four hundred people 
people that flew out to Charleston on a short notice to join us for the final last awesome. year. It was really cool, but you're right. Do it at home. Yeah. Bobby, uh, yeah. congratulations. Congrats, man. We've been talking to you for a few years now, and, and this organization's been really close to a title, so I'm sure that makes it that much sweeter. So congratulations again, and thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Bobby Dooley, team president, Phoenix Rising FC. Yes, preseason match, Saturday night against uh, Las Vegas at 7 p.m. at uh, Phoenix Rising Soccer Listen, when Stadium. when you win a championship, the next season gets here before you know it, Vinny. Yeah, that, that's, the offseason gets a lot shorter yes, for those champions or teams yes, that make does. those runs. Uh, coming up next, a, a full recap of a busy day two of Newsmakers Week here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Song of the Day. This, of course, Akadaka, ACDC. Never whose lead singer wears the same hat that Bear Turigny wore yesterday. This song is called Rising Power. It's off Flick of the Switch, one of their uh, more underrated, rarely played albums. 1983. Albums. Shut up, Jared! And with you know, I saw you rub your eyes earlier, Jarrett, and I let you go. I let wow. you off. I, I let you can't off give me a retroactive <laughs> stop rubbing your eyes. Come on. <laughs> stop rubbing your eyes. Stop Two and a half eyes, hours ago, Jarrett. Um, by playing Rising Power by ACDC, congratulations to them. They have become the first band where we've played their entire catalog <laughs> on the Big Blue Murata song of the yeah, day. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. I don't know this song at all. Yeah, I know, not many people do, but it's in honor of the rising, being a power. I thought it was just perfect. Yeah, I like it. Uh, from Flick of the Switch, ACDC. Rising power, today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Quick look at today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it on the homepage at arizonasports.com. The question reads, who should be the sun center in crunch time for the playoffs? Kevin Durant, Yusuf Nurkic, Thaddeus Young. I'm not answering the question. Who are they playing? What's the lineup look like? Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, just going by definition, your center, the only center I listed really is Yusuf Nurkic. But doesn't it doesn't it count on situations? Yeah, unless you want to unless you want a rotation. I mean, unless you want a really well-established kind of deal. All right, let me give you a hypothetical. Okay. All right. It's game 7 of the Western Conference Finals against the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Are you playing Kevin Durant at center against no, Nikola Jokic? I am not. So, it, you know. Yeah. The opposition matters. But I'll vote for KD. I, I'm re- <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Brother. Uh, the voting response is 65% for Nurk, 28% for KD, and 7% for Thaddeus Young. Um, somebody brought up the name Thaddeus Young to me when the buyout market was in its infancy this year. Said, have any interest in Thaddeus Young? And I was like, eh, I don't know how much he's got left. I am actually excited to see how he fits into this team. I'm excited to see so how much I. he plays. Yeah, because he's not, not going to hurt. 
David Roddy is that the other guy they yeah and they have really they played him for a few minutes in the blowout but that's about it yeah we got David Roddy minutes in the Detroit game uh, yeah again that's the Sanderson Ford poll question you could vote on it on ArizonaSports.com whoo biggest takeaway from day two of Newsmakers Week and if you missed it we covered a lot of territory Bridget Binsbacher from the uh, Cactus League was with us Frank Vogel of the Suns Kenny Dillingham from ASU Brent Brennan from Arizona, Nick Uren from the Mercury, George Stimson from the WM Phoenix Open, and Bobby Dooley, you just heard him, team president from Phoenix Rising FC. My biggest takeaway? Yeah. And this is not breaking news, and this is something I've said before. Kenny Dillingham just freaking gets it, doesn't he? Clearly. And he has infectious energy. Infectious energy. I mean, your question about the rigors of college coaching and and, and, and how it's changed. Yeah. It was a great answer. Bottle, Could have been any better. Bottle that answer. Yeah, that was great. Could have been like any it, quit. And the fact that you he... I, sp- like I spent quit. nine years of my life trying to do anything in this profession. So I um, you know, I got I where I want to go, and now I'm not complaining about Kenny it. Kenny freaking Dillingham. Yes. What is up? Frank Vogel saying... Frank Vogel was great. Hoping Bradley Beal will be available tomorrow night. Sounded That's good. pretty confident yeah. in saying that, yeah. too. And it sounded like the no stuff was not an issue anymore. Got that taken care of, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see what it looks like. They, did they the reshape it? I mean, the nose can change like the Jennifer whole Like Jennifer Grey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that would, be, that would be pretty game of Bradley Beal to just jump right back out there tomorrow night. I mean, because generally, you know... Like I said, you, you want that schnoz to settle a little bit. Yeah, is it, uh, I mean, they said it was a procedure. Okay. Is what, was what Frank yeah, said. Yeah, that's true. But that's another word for surgery. Mm-hmm. It was broken anyway. As they said in Clueless, you can't have balls flying at your face after a nose surgery. I did say that. That's why they couldn't play tennis. Of course. <laughs> yes. The t- right. I, the, I, I know the movie the well. The PE scene. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to and recite was, it word for word? And that no, was followed right? up by uh, a co- yes, a comment by D saying that uh, she had a note from her tennis coach that she couldn't play in PE because he it would derail her coach's teaching. Yes, man. Yeah, I, I told you. I know. I know that movie. Classic. That and Mean Girls. Oh, yeah. Amen. Have you seen the Mean Girls musical yet? Yeah, and she doesn't even go here. <laughs> I, Nick Nick Uren saying that Diana Taurasi will play forever. Putting together a at least six year plan to win while she's still. <laughs> that was the least he did. He did <laughs> he say that two, four, four, six years, six right? years, and we kind of just moved on from it. But guy had already started asking the next question when that really set in. Uh, that might be the least surprising thing yeah, I said during true. Newsmakers Week today. Is We've learned day? our lesson. <laughs> what did you say? A turtle? Yes, yeah, she's, she's a basketball turtle. Uh, we've got a very busy day tomorrow on... Uh, busy, busy, busy. Yes, Newsmakers Week continues. Uh, we'll cover... Uh, we'll talk to you. We talked about Danny Stone, the new Phoenix Rising head coach. He will join us tomorrow. Monty Fort Cardinals GM, is on the schedule. Derek Hall from the D-backs. couple of segments with Jerry Colangelo. Uh, Josh Bartlestein, the Sun CEO, and then we'll talk Final Four with Jay Perry and uh, Latasha Causey, the PIR president. Uh, NASCAR's got a race coming up at, at, mm. at Phoenix Raceway, so uh, we're covering all the ground. And then on Friday, uh, Michael Bidwell will join us. Bill Armstrong.
Young from the Coyotes, Eric Moses from the Fiesta Bowl, Javier Gutierrez, and still trying to fill in a couple of other gaps in the schedule. But, uh, man, it's been a lot of fun. Exhausting, but fun. Exhausting? What are you talking about? I, I need a I've nap. done half the talking I normally do. This has been fantastic. That's true. That's true. <laughs> exhausting? What's been exhausting? Eating Maybe I'm uh, just donuts I, I think and you're just speaking bagels. to speak. I think you just... I'm just tired all the time. <laughs> I just sprinted from down the hallway to make it for this segment. Nice. I'm Sarah. Yeah, Sarah's I, been I, the one ushering in all the yeah, guests from downstairs. Yeah. I noticed you haven't moved much. That's Sarah. not I, I brought in the donuts. That's true. He Jared, did. you're missing golden opportunities to show off those shoes. Yes. Maybe that baby doesn't want to. That's probably what no, it is. Put the crease in it, yeah. <laughs> don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, we're out of here. I guess I'll keep my exhaustion to myself. Yeah, right. Time. Right. Uh, Exhausting. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed any of the interviews, you want to re-listen to them, they'll be available on the Arizona Sports app and ArizonaSports.com. Wolf and Luke are up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody.